For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yo, camp is here. Camp is here. I know that doesn't get you very excited, but it means we're that much closer to the start <laughs> of the regular season. Niners reported to camp yesterday, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Camp is here. Late July, early August, camp is here. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Of course, first we want to remind you to continue to download subscribe rate and review we're located wherever you find your podcast uh, if there's a like button on your particular sub- subscription service go ahead and hit that like button uh hit us up on social media i'm at our haylock on twitter he's at underscore eric davis underscore and on instagram i'm at watch ray ray he is at underscore bump and run as always we are presented by bet online obviously the big news the olympics are going on you think you can't bet on the olympics uh Think again, especially basketball. Um, you may have some some pretty good odds out there because uh, looks like Team USA <laughs> may they're the favorites, but I don't, I don't know. It's looking a little <laughs> little sketchy. So you may it may be some money out there for you if if you want to take advantage of that. Also, uh, Damian Lillard. We know we're 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 if he's traded, where will he be traded? Right now, the the Knicks are the leader in the clubhouse, but. There's some some money out there for you on that too, if you if you like to play that. Um, obviously, July is here and a great month of sports. We're rolling into August pretty soon, but you know if you're inter- if you're not into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals ending and the MLB heading into the second half of the season, there's plenty of betting action to get involved in. If you're a football better, there are tons of futures and props that you can wager on as well. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um we were talking about this a little bit last week, E. D. Uh I can't remember if this actually made air or if this was the pod or the pod after the pod. Or, <laughs> um, but but you you brought up a, a very uh, interesting point in the sense of what kind of guy is Jimmy, right? Like like if if is Jimmy with all the noise and everything going around and, and uh-huh. the bringing in of Trey Lance, like what what kind of guy is, is Jimmy? And this is obviously the the perfect year to, to show him, right? Is he going to go out there and play well in spite of or? Or will he just sort of kind of fall into the trap of the some some, yeah. some of the negativity around him? And uh, Kyle Shanahan said something at, at the start of camp that I found interesting. Jimmy is coming off of his, or, or Jimmy is, has enjoyed his best off season, you know, since joining the Niners. Also, Kyle also saying Jimmy is is our guy, basically, right? Like, and and he t- and he told Jimmy that you know, there, if you're playing at, at your best. There's no rookie in the world that's going to come in here and, and take your spot. Um, I agree. And, and so the fact that 
Kyle spoke so glowingly and, and he's seen, I guess, the work that Jimmy has put in this offseason, does that give you an inkling towards what kind of guy Jimmy is or is it too early to tell? Do, do we have to wait till, you know, real real life action, you know, happens in, in September? Well, first of all, that's not telling on what type of guy Jimmy is. That's Kyle talking. That's telling on what type of guy Kyle is. That's what that is. That, that's, that's no statement on um, Jimmy. Kyle is just telling you now how he's reacting to all the things that he said in the offseason, how he's reacting <laughs> to to um, Jimmy's um, best offseason ever and Jimmy preparing himself and Jimmy being better than any rookie on his roster. Um, that's Kyle telling you what I'm saying now. Now, after all has been said and done, after I shook all the trees, lifted all the couches, checked in all my pants pockets, I found this is the biggest bill I got. Yeah. So I got to ride with this one. So I'm going to let you know I'm ready to ride with you. Now, with that being said, Jimmy, guess what? He's riding with you. As I always say, no one wins a job or loses a job. Opportunities are given and taken. So, Jimmy, I'm giving you the opportunity to go out there, take advantage of this opportunity. But Kyle, so that's Kyle to Jimmy. Jimmy to Kyle, I heard what you said, bro. I heard what you said. So now, to answer your question, how does he react to it? We will see. We won't We won't know um, because that's no. that right there doesn't tell us how Jimmy is going to be. And what type Jim, guy Jimmy is? His so, play. So the offense is offseason, the work he's put in. None of, none of that tells us anything, dude. Hadn't I told you? Can't make a team in the offseason. <laughs> Very true. You can only get cut. Can't make a team in the offseason. You've seen guys get cut before camp started, right? Uh huh. It happens. You can't make. What did I tell you? You can't. You can't make a team in the offseason, but you can get cut. So what Jimmy's doing in the offseason, he's supposed to train, get better, get stronger, do all of those things. Um. But until he hits the field and deals with adversity, deals with those type things, we don't know what's going on. Uh, Trent There's w- no way of telling. Trent Williams kind of chimed in on this. He was asked a ton of questions about uh, Jimmy and Trey and, and just the whole quarterback situation. And, and he sort of – he said really – he didn't. He didn't really view it as necessarily a knock on Jimmy per se, but he said, "Look, if if you're in a position like the Niners are in, and you have no glaring needs, then why not go out there and and get a guy, right? That's just kind of the way football is, absolutely uh, today." And he says, "You know, eventually at some point they're gonna draft a left tackle. That doesn't mean they're pushing me out the door, you know, immediately. But at the same time, like you know, the organization sort of has to look out for the organization." Um, well, that's a solid vet. Remember, I told you that's yeah. that's that's how vets feel. You understand it. I'm not saying you're mad about it, because it's a, it's a part of it. The only way you can have a good team is to have the next guy ready, and the only way the next guy can be ready is for the organization to draft him, and then for him to get developed. Remember what I was saying? Well, last week when we were talking about the big contracts and how does that affect them, and I was like, it's fine. You want to have to pay big contracts. That means you got good players on your team. Yeah. Now you draft. You bring in guys, free agents that aren't big money, you and you develop them with your coaches and with the current talent on your roster. So Trent's got it right. They, you, hopefully they draft a guy that you say can be the next. And then that guy teaches him. The designers were fortunate that Joe Staley was at the end and you had an opportunity to get Trent Williams. To go get a Trent, yeah. 
because you you didn't have to you didn't have to worry about that learning curve since you didn't have a guy. Now I don't know if you're going to be that lucky again, so you may want to draft a guy. Yeah. So that's that's just how that goes. Next year they should probably draft a guy. But yeah, I got I got what he's saying and I agree with what he's saying. Yeah, and 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 if you look at, I mean, it is kind of. I mean, he he said it's football today. I I think it's, it's football forever. But, but I also think it's where organizations want to be, right? Like, like I I I don't know. Like everyone keeps going back to the Mahomes situation, right? And and how that you know worked out, you know, for Kansas City. And I think everybody's everybody's looking for that. So so at least. From this standpoint, or at least going forward, like that's going to be the comp every time, right? Like, you know, is this is this guy going to be the 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 next Mahomes in the sense of being able to come in and have that instant impact in in year two behind a behind a a, a solid vet who was there and maybe even won you some playoff games, right? Like, I, I think that's just that that like that's an easy that's an easy comp, like that's an easy target, and, and well, I feel like that's been the, the discussion around this particular situation. Well, you know what? That's it. That's easy to do, um, to say and to try and reinvent. But the odds of that happening slim. are slim to none. Slim. See, that happened. That happened not because of anything great or Notre Dame that um, the Kansas City Chiefs and their front office did. That happened because Mahomes is that dude. So, whether you have the guy on the roster who can possibly be that dude that sits behind someone. Or if you put him on the field, because I think Buffalo feels like, okay, we were right. We found that dude. I think San Diego feels like we were right. We found that dude. Yeah, buddy. You know what I'm saying? You can look at some other teams like Chicago a few years back. They thought they had their dude. Uh, Well, Trubisky may not be our guy, but they thought they had him. So it's all about the play. So you can't sit here and say there's the perfect time that this guy's going to sit and these are the things that he's going to do. At some point, you're gonna pick. You're gonna pick a spot and say, "We drafted him. It's time for him to play." That's every player, every single player at every position. When you are drafted third round and up, you are drafted to be a starter. Your ceiling, because um, no one knows what your ceiling is. Your ceiling is going to tell me that first, second, third round. Your floor, that right there, it gives it to me. I, I guess that, that's what I should have said. Your floor is going to tell me first, second, third round. Worst case scenario, we think this guy can be this type starter for us. Worst case. Worst case. That's why you're a first, second, third rounder. Worst case. Now, no one knows what your ceiling is going to be because, you know, Fred Warner, Navarro Bowman, you look at that position that the Niners have drafted. Okay. Worst case scenario, we think this guy can be a solid starter for us. Both of their ceilings were all pro. Best in the league. Yeah. So that's what you that's what you hope for. So the same with the quarterback position. That's what they're hoping for with Trey Lance. So right now, it's obvious. You pick him top five in the draft, you think that this guy is a franchise quarterback that can lead you to multiple Super Bowl opportunities. So now the question is, when is he going to be ready to do that? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah, Kyle said a lot of things this offseason, obviously, but he kind of sandwiched it with, you know, Jimmy is our guy, right? That's what he said initially uh-huh. once the trade was made to acquire those – uh, draft so to acquire uh, the the pick to get Lance, and then here we are. Uh, you know, once camp opens up, you know, some of his first comments are, you know, Jimmy. Essentially, Jimmy is going to be our guy, and he he uh, 
he also mentioned, you know, Trey was going to get the first um, opportunities to be the number two guy, uh, you know, behind, uh, which he behind should. Jimmy. He which, has to be. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll 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 obviously see um, how all this plays out. But obviously, I mean, I, best case scenario is Jimmy is 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 Jimmy, right? He he picks up where where he he left. Like he plays at the level that we all know we're capable of him playing. And and Trey obviously doesn't even see the field this year. Um, that that certainly would be the best case scenario because then that would mean the Niners are in in fantastic uh position. Uh, this is the Believe in Forty Niners podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, also on the injury front, a couple of of key injuries um to guys uh, or evaluations of guys coming off some key injuries. Uh, D Ford, Nick Bosa, Jalen Hurd. All passed their physicals, um, according to Kyle Shanahan. So he said all all three of those guys passed their physicals. Heard, of course, missed all of last season. Uh, Ford played in one game, I want to say. Bosa got hurt uh, during the first quarter of the season uh, as well uh, last year. Um, and so all these guys have, have been, you know, working out. They've been rehabbing. They've been going through the entire offseason. And now they've passed their physical. Uh they won't be in any team stuff, just individual stuff. It'll be about a week maybe mm-hmm. before they're thrown into any team stuff. But specifically to D Ford, I mean, because this has been sort of a huge question mark the entire offseason. Like there was, there was a thought that he may not even play this season, right? And so the fact that he passed his physical, what what is, what is that like? What can we take from that? What what, what does that necessarily mean? If D Ford is back, um at pre-injury pace, when he first got to the Niners, what he was doing, um, he was a lightning rod on the defense. He was the reason that that defense was able to get so many sacks, interior and Bosa on the other side, because you had to pay him attention. And when you're paying him attention, Bosa, one-on-one, he's going to win more than he loses. Now, you had to decide, who do I want to slide my defense to? Because Fred, I'm sorry, D. Ford was getting to the quarterback at a ridiculous rate. He was so quick off the ball. If he's back to that, the defense is back to where it was, without question. That's a significant move. When you didn't – you actually added um, some some pass rush, but you get this guy back not having to draft anyone, um, and you get him back healthy to that level, if that's the case. Because he can be healthy and not be at that level. But if he's – back to that level and Bosa's back to his level, that right there is tremendous. That is tremendous. That That is going to immediately leapfrog this defense into possibly not a top 10, but a top five defense. If you have that tight pass rush like they had before, because that's what it was before. Yeah, back in, in 2019 during the, the Super Bowl run, when, when those two were on the field together, um, Niners defense was pretty much unstoppable, and and so absolutely, and, and and the numbers sort of back that up, and so obviously you hope that I, I guess sort of like are there any obviously if he wasn't well enough he wouldn't have passed the physical right, but I don't know that. Okay, well that that's that, well I guess that's kind of my my point here. Like what what can we surmise from him actually passing the physical from a health standpoint, right? Can can we look at this and and say okay as long as he goes through training camp. Um, without a blip, like we can expect him back in the in the lineup week one, or or perhaps is there still a, a long ways to go? Like like what what exactly does that necessarily mean? That that language mean? 
that he's healthy enough to function, that we can get him out on the field, that he can perform duties that his job description details. Um, it also puts us in position of cutting because he's no longer injured. I can cut you now. Now, I'm still going to have to deal with the cap ramifications and all this stuff, but it's a different type of cutting as opposed to me cutting you when you're injured. There's settlements and all these things we have to agree upon and all these type things because I can't cut you while you're hurt. I can, but um, you have to give me an opportunity for us to discuss some of these things and work something out because I truly, I got hurt performing for you and now you're going to cut me for that injury. That's not fair. So we got to work something out. You're healthy. You passed the physical. You're out here. Guess what? I need your roster spot. I can cut you. So there's that too. Okay. So is if if he so everything I just said earlier, that's if notice I said if he's back to pre-injury uh D Ford. Because if he is, look out. Um if he's not, then we'll see how it's gonna play out. Because the talk was that he wouldn't play this year. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, the talk was also that we love Jimmy Garoppolo, but damn, I was frustrated when I couldn't get a shot at um, Matt Stafford. So, you know, it's line season. They say all kinds of things. We'll see how it is. But that's one thing that's on the table. Just know that. That's one thing on the table. Once you decide, you're, you clear. You, you, I mean, you, you clear your physical because anybody at any time. Dude, after my fifth, sixth year in the league, they could have failed me on a physical whenever they felt like it. Between the surgeries I had had, and just the wear and tear injuries, you know, arthritis and all of this stuff that you have in your joints, they could they could fail you on a physical. Just pretty much any guy who's got in six plus years, I guarantee you, if you look at their X-rays and MRIs and scans, you'd be like, "Damn, dude, jacked up." <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, "Dude's messed up." Like, like, dude, what, what, what is all that growing in your ankle? So. That's just part of it. That's part of it. But just think about that and just see how it plays out. But yes, you make it, you make the road to getting rid of a guy much easier when healthy. Yeah. Well, that, that was the talk during the off season, right? And in, in a sense of Niners can't really cut him because he's going to be, oh, he has this huge injury bonus. He's going to be owed all this money, yada, yada, yada. And so remember he restructured his contract. Um, uh-huh. And so it, it's obviously a a lot lower, a lot low, a lot a much lower number, you know, than than it was before. And so, um, looks like he's got a eleven and a half guaranteed, um, and the injury, in, any injury or whatever was guaranteed at signing, and which was a lot less than what it was uh, prior to uh, him restructuring his deal. So that's a very interesting point you brought up, which is why I wanted to ask you because. It's like, all right, during during the during the off season, there was talk about maybe he won't like he won't be able to play at all during the twenty twenty one campaign, and and um, you know, so like, how are you going to get up from underneath this contract? You couldn't really cut him because there was a lot of red tape there, in addition to uh-huh. all the money that you're going to owe him. But he was an injured player, and so that you know that obviously adds a whole other layer to it, as you just mentioned. But now he's restructured his deal, and then as as you just said, if if he's healthy which they've deemed him healthy because he passed his physical, then, um, you know, they have the uh, ability to, to be able to cut him. Um, and so, uh, it, I don't know, it's, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting uh, 
a very very interesting situation yeah. because he's he's been around pretty much the entire offseason, right? With the exception yeah. of OTAs. Like he's been around rehabbing this like he's been in the building the whole offseason with the exception yeah. of OTAs. Kyle gave him that break. Um but like So don't so don't get so be sure and, and I as I was saying, so don't get passing your physical and healthy um crossed. Okay? Because think about it just look at it this way. During the season um, there are guys that don't play on Sunday because they're injured, right? Yeah. But they pass the physical, and they are healthy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They say yeah. they're he- they're healthy enough to play, but we know that they are injured, so they can't play. So that so so just look at it that way. Every time a guy gets injured during the season, they don't take him off the field, take him off the roster, and say this guy has to go through the whole process of rehabbing and getting healthy and all this stuff. He's already done all that. So, so we deem you healthy. We deem you healthy enough to perform. Now, let's see if you're going to get healthy enough to get on the field. Okay. And and these are the Niners doctors, right? Who Yes. Okay. So, hypothetically speaking here, he's he's quote unquote healthy. Niners uh-huh. say, "All right, this isn't working." They cut him. He possibly could go to another team or at least another team could have interest, but he possibly could could entertain that interest from another team and not pass mm-hmm. his physical there, right? Correct? Of course. Because those, those are different team doctors. Yes, of course. Just like you see guys all the time, they fail a physical in one place and they pass it in another. Okay. And they don't do anything differently. Yeah, so Not even tape an aspirin to it. They just go from one place to the other. It's a question of do I want you to play? Do I need you? Yeah. You'll be All of those things get overlooked. If I really need you to play and I really think you can perform, their job duties with that injury. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 not uh it's not it's not as black and white as it seems, which um I kind of thought, but I obviously wanted to bring this up with you and, and and something I wanted to discuss here on the pod. Clearly it's yeah. not as black and white, you know, as as we thought as it relates to D Ford and um I mean, who knows? It could be the same for Jalen Hurd. I mean, we're we don't know. We're not that's sure. That's the have, one I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, that's he, the one. Two straight years, right? So yeah, and it's and it's because of a back which is completely completely impossible for anyone to judge. There's nothing I can look at. Most of the time there's nothing you can touch. There's nothing you can sense when a guy's walking around the room and there's and for anyone who's listening that's had a back problem, you know what I mean. When your back is jacked, trying to play football, trying to do anything is hard. Playing football is immensely difficult. Um, when you when you run, twist, turn, get hit, get collided with for a living. So that's one that would be huge because I saw him in training camp before his injuries, just standing on the field with him. Big, strong, fast, powerful, quick, competitive. He's um he's what you want. He's, he's something that they could use in that room. And it would be a big coup if they could get him out there with Ayuk and, Ful, Ayuk and um, Debo, Kittle. You throw that in the mix. That's gonna, that's, that would be huge for the offense. But let's just see. Nobody knows. I'm really rooting for him. Um, D, of course, the defense is going to be explosive. But that could be a piece to the offense that none of us were counting on. Yeah. And and if they're right, holding on to him and giving him an opportunity to get healthy, man, that could be huge. Because people forget that they, you know, three years in a row, 
They were after wide receivers to get their room better. Maybe this is the year that all of those guys are on the field. Let's see. And and to your point, uh, D Ford, it, it was. I mean, it was at one point it's described as a neck, um, but. I guess more recently during the offseason, it's just been put into that back category. So, I mean, him dealing with a back injury as well, obviously something um, which makes this a little bit even more trickier. So, yeah, I mean, so it's not as cut and dry maybe as it seems as it relates to Hurd and D. Ford. Um, I think, you know, by all accounts, most are pretty optimistic as it relates to Bosa from the fact that, you know, it's an ACL. This has become a more yeah. common injury, right? And, and we've seen, you know, yeah. the videos of his rehab, this, that, and the other, his movement, his mobility, you know, uh, being able to go laterally, things of that nature. So um, there's there's maybe a little bit more confidence there as opposed to Ford uh, and Hurd, um, you know, coming off those back injuries. And, I mean, we just haven't seen them, right? So so, so we'll see. And, and with and with Hurd, it could be another situation, like you said, with, with Ford in the sense that, are you healthy now? I can cut – now I can cut you, right? Um, uh-huh. Uh, but so we'll, we'll we'll see. Um, This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, one other thing about, uh, as we go back to Trent Williams, um, he said something else that, that I thought was interesting. And you, you talked about him being a vet, right? And uh, so he's seen a lot of things, right? And he's played on some bad teams. Um, and he's had sort of that – that hope or that optimism going into a season that, you know, that a lot of teams have, all 32 teams you could say have, you know, when they enter into training camp that, you know, they all have Super Bowl aspirations, if you will. But he said this is the first time he's ever walked into a camp feeling like he's on the team to beat. Um, In other situations, he thought maybe, you know, maybe, you know, the goal was maybe just to win a playoff game, you know, maybe just to get to the playoffs. Uh, But this time around, he says this is the first time he's ever been a part of a situation where he feels like he's a part of a team to beat. And and the culture in that building just sort of speaks to that. Um, And and this team really feels like, you know, it has the pieces, which it it does when healthy um, to compete for uh, a Super Bowl title. Um, What's that? Have you have you ever been on a team where going into the season you didn't think that you guys had a chance? Um, that I didn't think that I didn't think we had a chance. No, of course you always have a chance. You always have a chance. But now, what you're saying, there's a difference between if we go out and compete because we're all pros. If we go out and compete and do everything right, we got a chance. That's much different than um, we're about to roll through some fools. It, that's that's different. Okay. It's a different mindset. Um, because yeah, you can go out and you compete and do everything perfectly. But no, I walked into locker rooms. I walked into training camp. Like I told you before, we'd be at the Hacienda doing lunch between two days, looking at the schedule. Like, okay, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. Okay, and then we just tell ourselves, okay, week twelve, we can't be twelve and zero. We got to lose one somewhere. So let's just say we're eleven and one when we play Dallas. We do it like that uh, because we knew that we didn't even have to do everything perfectly. We're still, we're still going to beat you. Because we know some teams are going to play just hard enough to lose against us, where they thought they had a chance, and they were going to fight, they were going to fight, and then they were going to realize we're better because we're going to make those crucial plays. Some teams weren't going to be able to compete, and they were going to get destroyed 50-3, to three, like you saw at times, 45-8. to eight. <laughs> You're going you're gonna to see it because we were going to play at the same standard. So that's different. 
than coming in feeling like, because I don't think there's any player that starts the season feeling undefeated. But football players just aren't built that way. Now, things can start to go wrong where you're questioning everything as you start to play. But trust me, you lose your first two games, pressure builds. It mounts in, in, the, in the entire building because GMs, coaches, hell, secretaries, cooks, everyone's worried about getting fired when you start to lose because, uh. you know, you go 0-3. Oh, hell. Everybody's telling you the stats on making the playoffs. And 0-4, what starts to happen? And what? that's when the who's on the hot seat starts. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, all, all those type things. And, and who? what can we do to shake it up? Who should we bench? Should we bring in a new quarterback? Should we put in a new safety? All of those things start to happen. So starting out, you you feel there. You feel good. But, yes, I was on plenty of teams, like Trent said, where you walk in and you know, okay, this is a shot. I can tell you also, I was on good teams, even with the Niners, my 95 team. After winning the Super Bowl, we go into that next year, and I'm looking at this squad, and I truly felt offensively we weren't as good. And we weren't as good. Um, These are my guys, played with them. But I think they'd admit it, going from Ricky Waters and William Floyd – as our starting running backs on our Super Bowl team to um, Derek Lavelle and Adam Walker. I mean, Adam Walker is the guy who had been previously, the previous year, he had gotten cut from the scout team three times. Wow. And then the next thing you know, he was the starting running back because William Floyd got hurt and they didn't work out a deal with Ricky Waters. So I just felt like, okay, now, all of us got to pick it up a little bit because we're lacking in that spot. So I think Trent's walking into a locker room saying, we're not lacking anywhere. We're, we, we are a solid across the board, which is what I've always said. That they, they come back, you keep your quarterback in place, you keep things, you add some of the pieces, but this team is ready for a Super Bowl run, which is why I kept saying, I want Jimmy to be the quarterback because you can't make a Super Bowl, Super Bowl run with a rookie. They can do it with Jimmy. And this team has everything it needs to make a Super Bowl run. Um, and the, the last thing, we can stop adding the caveat, if healthy. Guys, football players get hurt. Injuries happen. The rate that those injuries happen a while back, it's not going to happen again. Remember when we first started this in the Niners, I think that entire year, they had like six turnovers the previous season. Yeah. And I told you, that's an anomaly. That's not going to happen again. Ter- you don't have to worry ter- about it. In terms of the defense, the forced turnovers, yeah, right? In, yeah. In, ter- in, in terms of the defense, I was like, that's not going to happen again. It, it's almost impossible for defense. It, it's just the odd, the, the number of times the ball is in the air, the number of hits that happen. For the guys to not get turnovers two years in a row in 32 regular season games, it, it, it would have been impossible. It's the same with the injuries. You're not going to go back-to-back years being the most injured team in the league. So don't even think about it. Injuries happen. Sometimes they happen all at once. Sometimes they get sprinkled in here or there. But the law averages always catch up. So if you were averaging three, four, five guys, and all of a sudden you get 20, guess what happens that next year? You have very few the next few years. Because those numbers are going to average back out to where you look at it long term and you're like, wow, we average five or six a year. 
So that 20 year means it's got to be followed by a one, two year or three year. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. a couple of years. That's how, that's how it works out. The numbers always catch up. So I'm not worried about if they're healthy. They are healthy. Hell, D4 is healthy. The doctors just told me. Everybody's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so I'm not basing I'm not basing my results off of or my um my thoughts and predictions on the season off of if they are healthy. They just start to count. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's healthy right now, yeah. Everybody everybody in the entire NFL is healthy right now. Except for the guys that they specifically say he is still rehabbing. So the starting offensive line, running backs, wide receivers, defensive linemen, secondary, linebackers, they're all healthy. So this is I'm with Trent. This is a team to beat. This is one of the teams that you should be looking at. Like we have to beat them because if we don't, we'll be playing in the field of jeans in January when the playoffs start. If we want them in our place, that's what Seattle's thinking. That's what the Rams are thinking. Um, that's what I guarantee you, that's what Tampa's thinking. All of these teams, they're looking around saying these are teams that have a legitimate shot at, at, at um, going at it. Because you're not worried about everybody. Sorry. Not, not even going to lie. You're, you're, not, you're, you're not looking at it like every team. I'm not looking at Arizona like Arizona has a chance to win a Super Bowl. They don't. And no player in the NFL outside of um, someone who plays for the Cardinals thinks that. <laughs> I mean, they're just – they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Now I need to beat them. And the reason they become important is because none of the other playoff teams are going to lose to them. More difficult for me because I play them twice. In the same division, yeah. In the same division. But, you know, head-to-head, the better teams in the NFC are going to beat them. So that's that's what makes it tough when you're in such a tough division. But it also makes you battle-tested. And that's what the Niners have. That, that's what they have. I still think – you know, unlike everyone else who thinks it's the Rams, I still think Seattle is a team that's going to give you the biggest push simply because they have that pedigree um, and the expectation is there. There's not this um, I hope that you have in uh, L.A. But the Niners, I'm, I'm with Trent. The Niners, the Niners should feel like they are the team to beat. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I I just I don't I don't necessarily have any issues with that. Um, I think it's fascinating, you know, for a guy like Trent Williams who now finds himself in this situation, right? Um, where he, you know, he he's he's actually a part of one of these types of teams, you know, for the first time. And obviously, year two for him, feeling a lot more comfortable, you know, walking into the building, has you know a better understanding of the expectations, this, that, or the other. Um. Oh, can, can I tell you something though? One more thing on on those lines. So, yeah. so just with Trent, because Trent has been on bad teams. Um, you know the difference, because like I said, my my experience with good teams, good locker rooms, high end talent across the board, and high end, um, high end football acumen across the board. And when I was sitting in meeting rooms and in the locker room and talking the game and and listening to what was going on, even the way it can be taught, because remember. The game plan can only go as in as in depth as the bodies on the field can handle. Yeah. So all of those things are there. So I had been on good teams. 
I knew when I was on a bad team. Now, do, as I said earlier, do you feel like you have a chance if you do everything right? Yeah, you can compete. Everyone's out here. You got to do everything right. But I knew one year in Carolina, I think it was, it may have been 2000. But I remember one year I was on a team, or it may have been before then. It may have been before then. Um, I, it may have been Dom Capers last year. But anyway, I knew walking in with some of those guys, how they were, that we weren't going to be very good. I knew we weren't going to be able to win the tough ones. I knew we were in the division with the Niners. I knew that year we played them hard, but I knew the mindset of the guys that they had brought in and the places they had come from, we weren't going to do it. We ended up 4-12 and 12 that year. Wow. Um, we beat the Rams twice, who were coming off a Super Bowl win. They were in our division. So this this is how it is when you had that mindset. See, guys got up for those two games. Yeah. Beat the hell out of the Rams. Yeah. Beat the hell out of them twice. But we won four games. And I can tell you right now, we weren't that good. We weren't four games. We weren't four and twelve good. And I could feel it and sense it. So that's what Trent is. He, he like, you know who you're playing with. You know that if the talent rises, like it did in those two games against the Rams, that you can compete with anybody in the league. But you know the dudes that you're with. And you know they're not going to do that week in and week out. That they're not going to prep that way. They're not going to focus that way. They're not going to sell out that way. You sense it. When you feel the other, that's when you know, okay, we are the gauntlet. You better raise your level of play. Because we are not backing down. And if you don't raise your game, it's going to get ugly for you. Yeah. That's what trainers feel. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think it's I, I obviously that, that that there's a confidence in that um, confidence in the work, confidence of the guys in your building, but I also think there's a, a a maturation that can't be understated that I think this team was forced to go through last season, and maybe even so the faithful as well in a sense that you know it's hard, right? And, and nothing is given, right? And and like there was this, I feel like there was this huge expectation. That oh, okay, just because Niners won the Super Bowl, you know, the year before, that automatically they're just gonna run it back and they're gonna finish the job the next year. And obviously, it doesn't happen like that, right? There's so many different factors that that are involved. Um, but you got a bunch of young guys that are a lot more mature now and that were a part of that run and they understand it, but they also understand the 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 fragility of it as well. And so I think that can take you. Uh, I think that can, that can go a long that can go a long way. Um, well, you, at, you least know I'm hoping, that... at least I'm hoping so. Well, you yeah, you know, you you mature. We talk about it on this pod. How difficult it is to win games in the NFL. I guess I saw something just a couple of days ago, and they were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo leaving. I think it was Ron Bosch, Ron Bosch Sports that put this out, and he said, um, um, "If I'm wrong, Ron, but don't get mad." But I think he, um, I think I saw they were saying that Jimmy Garoppolo, if he had a ten-win season, he could leave here. With like 40, like his winning percentage would be crazy with like 40 something wins and all of this stuff. He's gone after this year. It would just be like ridiculous. He's the most underrated guy. But what I'm getting at is that when he stayed at the 10 win season, it was like if he has a mediocre or average or below average something 10 and seven year. And I'm sitting here thinking this right here epitomizes what I'm talking about. People have no idea how hard. It is to win a football game. Yeah. 
and to win double digit games, yeah. which is more than likely going to get you into the playoffs, it is a Herculean task. Yes. Every single season, it is hard to win a football game, but to go double digits year in and year out is phenomenal. That's why very few organizations have done it. You had the 90s from like the 80s to the mid-2000s had a stretch longer than that one that the Patriots had with Brady for his 20 years. Um, um, you you have the Niners had, then you got them. You see like the Pittsburgh Steelers there, that's a team that they'll have a 800-year um, in there. They'll have a 500-year, I mean, where they go 8-8, eight and eight, but then they're back up. It's difficult to win at that clip over and over and over. Most teams do what Arizona and the Jets and the Titans and the Texans and hell, the Rams, it, it, they do, that's what they do. You have a few good years and it is bad. Yeah. So, so for these guys to come back and which I think they will because the locker room is a 10 win locker room. It's a double digit win locker room. They got it now. So let's just go back and go get number six. Go take it. Go take it. Go take it. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, obviously we'll we'll keep an eye on camp. Uh, just three preseason games this season with the, the change in the schedule, so that that's something new. Um, but you know, obviously, all the developments coming out of Santa, Santa Clara, uh, we'll be on top of, and, and we'll have them for you right here on the Believe in Forty ers podcast. Um, didn't get to it last week, but before we get out of here, just want to send thoughts and prayers to Greg Knapp's family. Um, Knapp, you know, former coach yes. of the Niners, and uh, he, uh, part of that that 2019 team that that advanced the Super Bowl, and he was he was headed to uh, to join Salah's staff in in New York, but uh, had that unfortunate uh, incident, um, yeah. you know, prior to camp. So uh, thoughts and prayers to to his family um, as well. Before we get out of here. From a partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast of the Believe Podcast Network. Of course, we're presented by Bet Online. We will see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.